you may be wondering what you're seeing. And so this is a cross, obviously. But what you notice are Band-Aids here. And what I want to do is talk about this. Some of you participated this in this a little while ago. And what we had our youth do in one of the stations was write down two things that they were giving up. But I don't want to do the, the synopsis. I actually want one of some of our youth to do that. And so I want to have about four of our youth come up. And then I'm going to have them read some of the things that they wrote down. And then Virginia will give kind of a synopsis. So over here, let me get about three. Let me, I need about three more youth. And so first, I'll have Virginia do this first and talk about what exactly it was, and then we'll have them read some of the things that they wrote here. Um, this basically symbolizes, I know it just looks like a plastic cross with band-aids and words written on it, but it's much more than that. This cross actually means a lot to me. Um, what he said, we had to um, write what we wanted to give up, and... Most of us wrote things down, and I know that when I wrote mine down, I know I wasn't just going to give it up real fast like that, but I know God is working on me, and, right. And the two things I wrote on here were depression and shyness. Okay. Um, Okay. And I'm really working on getting rid of those and stop letting things get to me just like that. And it's a lot of other things on here that I have much in common with people, anxiety, a lot of other stuff. Um, also, I remember this girl said she was scared to put something down on here. And it was actually something that I put down. And I just wanted to let her know that it's okay because if you don't want, you can put it down, but it can still stay between you and God. That's all that really matters. Amen. So a few of the things that, well, I put down multiple, but two to four Somebody put up um, technology, stress, fear, um, food, sports, and, and clothes, and so, yeah. Um, I put down some things. I, me and my friends, we would think about stuff that we can put down, and I put down, one of the things I put down was bad thoughts because we need to get rid of those and try to let the positivity in so it'll make your life a better, it'll make you have a better life. And then another thing that I put up um, was bad control because, like, I let anger control me sometimes, but I'm working on it to try to fix it, so, yeah. Okay, um, so other things that other people have written down was like bad language because like, what's the point of bad language? It's just like words that people use to put people down. It's, it's like, that's not what we need in this world. And 
um, social media and anger issues. And that's, yeah. So what's also interesting, obviously when we see a Band-Aid, we think of, you put on a Band-Aid when? When you're hurt. But a Band-Aid that you put on your body, it really protects it while it heals up and it takes time. It could take a day, it could take some weeks. But think of some of the wounds that we have deep within. And as I think about our youth, some of us in this room even have wounds that still haven't healed that you suffered in your youth or trauma. And so when we do these types of things with our youth, I want them to know that no matter what that wound is, if it's just an actual Band-Aid, it's going to take some human time to heal. But if you take that wound and you take it to Christ, he doesn't operate on time. And if you give it to him completely the way you should, he can heal it instantaneous, instantaneously, and you can walk and be whole. And so as we get into the value of our youth, sometimes some of these hurts, some of these pains, some of these troubles try to take them away from knowing the value that they have in Christ because their mind is so consumed with these, but we want them to give them to Christ. So uh, one thing I also think about is this. With every new generation, there's going to be something new. And whether it's me, you know what happened to me, which was interesting. Uh, I grew up in the hip-hop generation, right? And so, but sometimes I find myself saying, man, they need to turn that bass down. And that's my music. <laughs> that's my music. But um, every generation has it, their own thing, their own form of expression. Uh, there are going to be new things. And it's up to us to make sure that we never let that get in the way of the message that our youth are bringing and what they have to say. You hear the types of things that they say. If you sit and talk to some of our youth, they are intelligent, they are brilliant, they're spiritual, and they're striving just like anyone else to be a better Christian every single day. And so we value them. What I want to do right now, though, is have you remove a possible barrier for some of you, because I want one of our youth to just speak to you something that he wrote, and I want you to hear what he's saying, the message, the message. And I'm gonna do something a little bit different. I know it's different, and uh, I'm gonna say that up front, but I'm actually gonna ask something of you. After you hear the message you're about to hear, I'm actually going to bring the microphone around, and if you connected to something that he said, I'm going to give you the mic, and I want you to speak that out, because our youth, like I said, have value, and they're bringing a message that you can hear um, and understand. So, with that said, I'm going to hand over the microphone. And this is, this is Isaiah. Isaiah Evans, so y'all give it up for Isaiah. And of course, you know Aramie, Aramie Thompson. And Jeremiah, this is Jeremiah. 
And I'm going to step to the side, and then I'm going to let, let him come in his own way. How are y'all doing today? All right, good. Yeah. Yeah. Drugs, money, murder, and the music. Took the power of words and they abuse it. Having a fight with the devil and I'm scared I'm gonna lose it. Trying to fight with final soldiers. Willing to do it, don't lose it. And I cannot touch on the topic. It might make you feel uncomfortable, rape is serious. Victims don't feel lovable. Skin starts looking cuttable. Scary, isn't it? Something no one wants to speak about In the head they might seem quiet but they scream and shout Nothing, let's talk about drugs for a minute Just listen, your mind's taking over by substance It's kicking in, does the room feel smaller? Why does the room skin look man? To be honest, I don't know what room I'm in Ah, messed up <laughs> ah. All right. Be an angel during the weekend on drugs by the weekend. I'm sick and I'm weakened. Dealers say the water sponsors stick your feet in. Look, young kids, young teens, malleable, annoying but we're valuable. Help us mold us, show us the ropes, or else the future won't have any hope. I hope this reaches you, teaches you, have a moment just to preach to you. It's gonna be sticking in like a leash to you. Why'd you stop the beat? <laughs> Why'd you stop the beat? <laughs> Here's what you need to be, be honest. Start praying, I'm on it. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> All right. I told you what I was going to do before. Uh, raise your hand if you had, if there was a connection that you were able to make with something that he said and you'd like to speak to. What I want to do right now is share with you the, the scripture. So if you have your Bible with you and then I'm going to let Brother Landrum come up. So we're in 1 Timothy chapter 4. And our topic for this month is the value of our youth. And we're going to read 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 8 through 12. If you need some more time, say, I need some more time. Okay. It reads in, in verse 8, and I have the, the NIV, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. That is why we labor and strive, because we have put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, and especially of those who believe. Command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. But set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Amen. So that last verse is our verse for this month. And then I'd like to have Brother Landrum come up. And so thank you so much. How y'all doing this morning? I, I, I'm just very ecstatic. I'm very happy. I'm so proud of our youth group. They are growing up. 
They're going through things. They're experiencing things. God is putting them through an initiation of life so they can have character. And when they have character, then they know their plan and their purpose. See, sometimes we got to go through some things and for us to understand our value in life. And when we understand our value, then there's greatness and then there's victory. Come on now. This is Youth Sunday. Let's give them some love. Let's not look sad. What are we looking sad for? Let's praise God. I want to say this before I get started. I'm very humble. And Brother Gay, I'm very grateful. Let me say it again. I'm very humble. And I'm very grateful. I want to say thank you to Brother J.K. Hamilton for giving me this opportunity. I want to say thank you to the elders. I think we got the coolest elders in the brotherhood. They so smooth. And their swag is bodacious. That's the word I made up, so it's not in the dictionary. I think our deacons are unbelievable. Brother Brown, Brother Montgomery, Brother Flemings, and their beautiful wives, they are excellent. I want to say our, our praise leaders, what a joy to hear you all praise God every Sunday. Brother Garrow, you, you, I look up the word class and you, your wife, that's the meaning. God bless you too. My church family, I get so excited when I come here on Sundays to see not one section, but I love all my church family. Amen. I love seeing my brothers and sisters over here, my family over there, and my family over there. I love my church family. I said I'm humble and I'm grateful. I would like to say a special thanks to all the youth workers. Sister Drika, the Dean of Education, God bless you, my sister. Gerald Burnett, you, you look at the word family, he calls me Uncle Greg for his son. Damani is everybody's father, him and Stephanie. They, they're everybody's kids. They love brother and sister Damani and brother and sister Anderson. Raymond, thank you for, I still owe you some dinner for driving that kids to Louisiana. Thank you, brother Raymond. And, and Ebony, thank you for that. I'm going to need it again, but I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> But you know what? Our youth workers, Sister Lynette, Jasmine, youth workers, stand up again. Please stand up. God bless you all. Brother Justin Houston, I call him Mr. Harvard. He's so intellectual, but he's so cool. And his wife, Misty, what a pleasure to have you as a friend. And to all the parents, thank you for riding with me. Thanks for riding with me. I appreciate that. Your sacrifices, your encouraging words means a lot to Brother Greg. And then lastly, <laughs> my baby girl, my boo-boo. I don't care, y'all get mad, I don't care. 
my miss everything, my class act. And I want to share this with you, you all. Last year, I got in a little trouble because I got sick. And I didn't want to go to the doctor because I thought the doctor was going to tell me I had cancer. And that, that scared me. There was times I came up here that I shouldn't have been up here directing the choir. <clears throat> I shouldn't have been speaking because I thought I had cancer. And I didn't want to leave this earth when I'm raising six kids alone with my beautiful wife. And so I was scared. And I had to have a major operation, and I got better, and Candace rode with me. She rode with me. She ride with me, and then when I was recovering, the first two people I saw come in my room was brother and sister Damani Anderson. They bust that door open. That meant so much to me. I didn't want to die yet because I still feel I got work to do. I want to still be here for our younger generation. Turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5. No, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 25. Can I get someone to read for Brother Greg? And by the way, I didn't have cancer, but God. Can I get a reader? Everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain... Yeah, 24 to 25. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and slammed against that house, and yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. Sometimes you gotta take a hit to become a hit. Sometimes you have to take a hit to become a hit. I'm going to give you an example. I, will, I have one of my clients come to my job, and, and my clients was buying a black sports jacket. And I said, why are you buying the black sports jacket? He said his fiance just lost his mother for suicidal. And it broke her. And he said the only way she can recover is she started a foundation for every other person who has lost loved ones through suicidal. That's powerful. And the only way she can get better is she can help other people who is going to experience it. You know, suicidal is becoming a fashion trend. People are taking honor and killing themselves. So she took her pain, she took her hurt, and now she is starting a foundation. Sometimes you have to take a hit, and now she is the hit. See, God's going to send us through a transformation. We're going to have to experience some things. And then when we get better, then you can minister better to people who's going to go through the same thing. Sometimes you got to take a hit to become a hit. When I grew up with not a father in my life and my mother was raising four boys in Boston, Massachusetts, it was tough. And I always wondered why my dad was never in my life. And then I was always hoping my six kids can meet their grandfather. And then God took them out. 
So I was never able to tell them they had a great granddaddy. So I had to take a hit, but now I can minister better to my youth. Ain't that all right? So when someone comes to me and say, Brother Greg, I don't have a father in my life, I said, Brother Greg didn't either. Well, how do you get over it? I had to take a hit, and now I can be a blessing to my young men. See, if you're going to be a, a youth minister, you got to get a little initiation. See, the devil's going to initiate you, but he's going to send you right to hell. But when God initiates you, Carol, he builds character. And then recently, you heard about this rapper. Woo! Nippy Hustle. Uh, is it Nippy? Nipsey. Y'all know what that means. You know who I'm talking about. Hustle. Hustle. Sometimes God would take your life so we can understand the purpose and plan that he has in store for us. This brother was a church of Christ. He was in the church of Christ. And what I heard about him is he started off a little shaky like all of us do. See, old people, just because you're older now doesn't mean you used to, used to be dripping back in the day. But drip for the Lord now. Shine for the Lord. So he, he, he got shot. He died. He lost his life. A rapper. But what I loved about him more than that, I didn't know he was a community man. He loved his family. He had dignity. Young people don't just become an employee. Become an employer. Employee me on your own business. And when you say, he said two weeks ago, he said, if something happened to me, still ride with me. And still riding with me, young people don't mean go out and kill people for revenge. Still riding with me means have some dignity. Have some pride. Promote your community. Encourage your community. And fathers, be a great father to your kids. Amen. If you're going to be a stepdad, step up and be the real dad. That's the word of stepdad. And he was about progressing. Taking this community to a new level. No more killing. No more dying. Love each other. Support each other. Encourage each other. Stick together. That's what it's all about. And God took him away. Sometimes you got to take a hit to become a hit. And then when I look at this cross, and I think about some of the devilish things I did in my life, and I realize I shouldn't even be up here being your youth minister, but God has shown me grace and mercy. And when I see that God died on this cross, so Brother Greg can do better because he can show me grace mercy, grace, mercy. And now I can be up here to try to inspire our young people. He took the ultimate hit. There will never be someone more greater, more powerful than our Father, Jesus Christ in heaven. That's what it's all about. You know, my son Antonio, I'm a one Sunday I love my son. He's my only prince. I call my son my prince. So y'all don't laugh at me. 
Antonio was my prince. And he told me one Sunday, he said, he said, Dad, I'm just not feeling going to church today. I said, ooh, okay. I went in the room, and I told Candace, I said, Candace, I suddenly ain't feeling going to church today. I said, let me go back out here. I said, son, I just want you to know that me and your mother, we love you. And whatever you're going through, it's going to be all right. And I went back in the room. Ten minutes later, I was smiling. He said, Pops, I'm going to church. See, when you plant them on God's foundation, you're going you're gonna to go through some trials. You're going to be shaken. That wind's going to knock you down. But his mother always planted the seed on God's foundation. We didn't have to fuss at him. He's grown now. I don't want to have to make my son go to church. I want my son to want to go to church. Come on. And then I see him up here helping on communion. That, made, that, that, that brought tears to my eyes. A great young man. All these young men are great. Value. They're going to be somebody. Sometimes you have to take a hit to become a hit. I, I, I want to show y'all a little demonstration. All young people come on stage. All my young people come on stage. And the lesson's almost yours. Just come on stage. I want to show y'all something. Come on stage. Y'all cheer for them. All young people, come on stage. All of them. I want y'all to see something. Uh, I want y'all to see how powerful this can become. I want y'all to see something. All young people, y'all give them another hand. Give them another hand. I want you to see how powerful this is. I want to say to my young people, always ride with God. Y'all say that together. Always say it again. Okay, now, so this is what I want you all to see. Excuse me for a minute, Bella Tyler. Y'all look at this picture. I want y'all to look at this. Look at them. Look at the impact they can have. Blacks. Spanish, unity, love, togetherness. Look at them. Look at them. And what we got to do, parents, is we got to work together. Because it takes a village. A village. They struggling. We struggle. So why you think they're not going to struggle? We ain't still together. Don't look at me like that. Say amen. We ain't together yet. So why you expect them to be together? They have value. Look at them. Smart, intellect, sophisticated, classy. And they can be bad sometimes. Oh yeah, they can be bad. Brother Brown, you in the education. It's hard out there. It's hard out there. But you want to know what I love about them? Brother J.K. Hamilton, their feet are on solid rock. 
Ain't they in church this morning? They in church. It doesn't get any better than that. They in church on a Sunday morning. Brother JK, family, I get calls all the time telling me, what's the secret? Why are you all having so much love in you? Why y'all have all these youth? And I told the people who call me, we love our kids. And one of the things Brother Houston and I wanted to establish with our kids is consistency. You can't have a youth group and only meet with them once a year. And then you wonder why they don't go to church. Look at them. They're going through some trials. They're going through some tribulations. Sometimes when we don't know how to handle our kids, I call Sister Carol. Or I ask Sister Misty. Uh, Angela, you know, you're aspiring to be fashion icons, and you don't even know that or not. Your swag is bodacious. And family, let's take this, brother. We, we family. We don't talk about each other. The money, we do what you do. We help each other. Brother Gay, that's what it's all about. We don't get jealous of each other. For what? What are we jealous of? I ain't got no money. And if we did, we wouldn't have to worry about no bills in the church. Come on! Don't look at me like that. This is real. Look at their value and what they can bring to the church. Can you imagine if they brought all their friends from school? It'll double. And then friends tell friends, and before you know it, Brother JK, the church is full because of the young people is bringing them in. Tell them the value of being Few changes. Um, well, I think it's good being a view changer because we have a duty and a mission, and our mission is to change people's views, uh, what they think of the youth, and inspire them to be able to become a part of the youth and to do better with their life than they was doing before. And when we we don't only want to change people's views, we want to we want to let them know that it's okay to do certain things that's good for you. And you don't got to worry about what nobody else say or think about you. It's just do a better in you. We're almost done. You know, I, 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 just, I'm just, I just get so ecstatic. I'm, I'm so proud of them. And I just want you to know when they're with Brother Greg and our youth workers, they're my kids. Let me say that again. I'm going to say it to the side. When they're with Brother Greg and the youth workers, I treat them like family. I, I, I make sure that if they need money, I, yeah, I have, I have given them some money. Yes, I have. Because I love them like my own. Amen. I don't care what it costs. We family. We stick together. We ride together. We ride together. Now, I want to show you. Now, y'all know they're young. And last year, they did. Well, how, I don't want to do that. What's that. Come out here and show them that little dance. Come here, come, come, come here. This is a this is a youth moment, and so I want to show y'all something that they, that they, this is this is this is what they do now. Now this is just a youth moment, and I'm gonna tell y'all every time they do this, I said when you when the, when the devil tell you to sin, you just is it woo or woe or woe or woo? What you woe the devil out. So every time the devil tried to get you to tempt and want to get you to smoke, you woe him out. Last year I told him to stop the devil out. This year. Wow them out. Go ahead. If the devil tell you to drink, what you going to do? Wow them out. Wow them out. 
Look at him. The new generation. Whoa him out. Oh, whoa him out. Yeah. 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 Keep riding for the Lord. You got to relate to them. And Brother Greg, oh, wait, wait. Ah, oh, yeah. Yes. I'm not a dancer, but they make me look good. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Y'all all right today? Y'all all right? It's just a youth moment. Just do me a favor. Before they sit down, pray for them. Suicidal, anxiety, depression, they're going through it. Value them. Understand. And, and come here, Louise. Come here. Come here. Come here, Kendrick. This is the way it should be. Yeah. Brother Hamilton told me he don't just want a black church. Sister Cal, he don't just want a white church. He want a community church. So, Brother Kendrick, so when I'm on my job and I'm dealing with rich clients and they so happen to be white, so I don't care, I invite them to church all the time because we're not a black church. We are a community church. And when our leader right here says that, who I just think is just, you know, I, I know I've been knowing him for a long time, and Brother Thompson, and Brother, what's Brother Flemings at? The referee. One day he's going to be in the NFL, but God, but God, we have some great brothers here. I'll ride and die for my brothers. These are great men of God. Amen. And sisters, keep being classy. I like when my sisters come to church, excuse me for me, Hermie, and, and they just sit and they just kind of, the, and they lean. That's class. Come on, that's class. That's what it's all about. And anybody, if y'all want to work with these kids, get to know these great kids. Y'all looking at the church. We're going to have some lawyers. We're going to have some doctors. And Brother Johnson, someone's going to be running for mayor in the next 20 years. But God. But God. And you listen to this. It's not how you start the game. It's how you finish. Nippy or Nipsey or Nipsey. God bless them. Hope they don't think. Don't be mad at me. But this brother had a great impact. More than just music. They said there's going to be 15,000 people at the Staples Center on this Thursday because of this great brother. See, when God has a plan and a purpose for you, can no one stop you? Someone told me yesterday, oh, it's never going to stop. Black on black crime, and yes, we got to do better with our black on black crime. We got to stop. Don't worry about Donald Trump. Who cares? Because when God is for you, can no one stop you? No one. And listen to this. Someone told me it's never going to get better. That's why it don't get better, because you think like that. Didn't God say in Mark, turn your Bibles to Mark chapter 10. And then give me, give me the scripture 27. Young people, y'all can sit down. Y'all give him a hand. Mark chapter 10, and I'm about finished. I'm going to tell you one little testimony, and then that's going to be it. Mark chapter 10, verses 27. 
Can someone read that? Looking upon them, Jesus said, with men it is impossible, but not with God, for, for all things are possible for God. Let me say that again. So don't ever tell me that God cannot change things. You got to change your way of thinking. He just said it. All things is what? Amen. So don't tell me what he can't do. We just got to believe it. And let me say this too before I close it out. With my favorite song. You know, sometimes... I just get so excited about God, Carol, and I think of some songs called, I'm so glad that he died for me. Then another song come to mind, I'm in love with Jesus. Man, because he's what? He's in love with me. And sometimes I just get so happy, I just want to just go right here and just show my eyes. Because I'm so happy how powerful he is. And if you don't know me, that's not a show-off moment. That's a real moment. They told me in Boston, they said in Boston, I was never supposed to be here. I was told if you made a lot of mistakes, you can never do anything for the Lord. But what was perfect about David? And Moses. Some of the most ordinary people have become some of the most extraordinary people. But God. I want to share this story with you before we have an invitation prayer. Invitation, I mean. I want to talk about my beautiful daughter, Bless. I want to tell you all this because, see, a lot of times, the only way for a minister or a youth minister, just because we ministers and youth ministers and elders and deacons, kids, it was, Brother Flemings doesn't mean our kids are perfect. Not at all. I'll be the first to say my kids ain't perfect. That Dior and that Doshe of money, good Lord, I probably should have had them 20 years ago. I took too long, because I just don't got the energy no more. I go, Candace, get them. <laughs> I, I, I don't have the energy. No, I'm only playing. But Dior and Doshe, good Lord. I realized Candace had them too late. I was, no, I didn't. <laughs> I want to tell you a story about my daughter, Bless, because I want to inspire other young people. Three or four years ago, my daughter, Bless, was playing volleyball. I think she was in eighth grade, and she had a bad fall. And then it brought her into her ninth grade where she was having a lot of headaches. Candace and I was praying that it wasn't a blood clot, and we kept going to doctors, 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 doctors. And the great thing the doctor told us that it was no blood clot. But it affected her in the ninth grade years. When she was a freshman in, in Valdosta, Georgia, she was having trouble just studying and, and focusing. So they called me and my wife into a meeting. And they said, basically they called us in the meeting and said they want to repeat my daughter in the ninth grade. I got erratic, I got mad, I said, uh-uh. My daughter's not gonna repeat no ninth grade. I said, matter of fact, we getting ready to move to Texas. So, see you later. <laughs> I said that, that's my wife, I, I just took up. But you know, one of the things I wanted people in the teach, I wanted to be a father in there with my wife because I get sick of tying these women going to these meetings and don't have no daddies around. I want to change the perception of what they think as a father because I want them to see me as a great father. Amen. I'm going to say that because we should be in that kid's life. So when I went into the meeting, I took over the meeting. Yes, I did. I ain't going to lie. I, I took over from my wife. I said, baby, I got this. I said, my daughter's name is Blessed, and she's going to be all right, and she's not repeating the grade. They said, good luck. I said, God bless you. We moved to Texas. We came to Mountain View. 
When she got to the, the Liberty High School, my wife said, you know, they said she might have to repeat the game. Let me tell you how God works in our favor. They said, with a name like Bless, she don't need to repeat no grade. I'm setting this up. And now, my daughter took some hits. She went through some trials and tribulations like every other kid in here. Bless is getting ready to graduate from high school in another month. A's list. Don't ever let man decide your faith. Only God can. I told them she's going to be fine. They said, why? I said, because her name is blessed. Don't take the B out of it and make her think she's less. Come on. But God. Sometimes. So now when some of the other young people in the youth group say, bless, I'm struggling. What's going on? Bless can say, girl, I've been there. But God. But now look at her. She's about to graduate. But God. Don't tell me God can't do nothing. I didn't listen to no man. Man don't decide my faith. God does. Jaden, Janice, and all my youth, don't ever let men defy your faith. But God. She's graduating with honors. Graduating. With honors, graduating with honors. I love all my kids, and I'm always telling our youth love each other, stick together. If we got one cookie, we're gonna divide it up a thousand times. Hey, <laughs> we got one chicken, we're all 30 of us. I'll eat this one. We family. In Mountain View, let me say this to you. I may get in trouble with my fans back in Boston because I had a great church growing up in Boston. But I'm in love with my church here. Y'all have shown me and my family love. I take pride of being a, Justin, a good father. I take pride in that. My wife don't have to worry. When I travel, if I travel by myself, I got my babies back. But if I feel that I need to bring her, I'll bring my baby. Amen. I take pride in being a great daddy. That means a lot to me. And I tell all my young people, I'm a father figure to you all. If you ever need me, call me. I don't care. And I'm not here to judge no parent. Because no one knows any parent's situation when their kids or anything's going on. We don't know. Instead of us battering each other, let's pray for each other. And one of my other favorite songs is called Praying for Love. Because that talks about loving everybody. Supporting everybody. Being there for everybody. And when we do that, the church get better. And when the church get better, the community gets better. When the community gets better, believe it or not, the world gets better. And when the world gets better, victory belongs to who? Victory! 
I always tell Joe every time I preach, can I get my favorite song? Because I know I'm nothing. I know I'm nothing. I'll say it again. I'm nothing without Jesus. And if you don't know me, my family, please get to know Brother Greg. There's not an arrogant person in this body. I'm very confident. Oh, I'm very confident. I don't have that problem. And I mean to say that humbly. But I can say to you all, I look on this side, I love you. I, I, I want to see everyone on this side win. Brother, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to accomplish over here, God bless you. I want to see everyone over there win. And then now I'm going to come over here and I can say the same thing. I love all you are. I want to see you win. Brother Brown, keep helping these kids out in school. God bless you, you and your wife. Amen. What I'm mad about, I should be happy. And then when I look over here, I ain't got nothing against nobody over here. I want to see everyone win. And when we win, victory belongs to God. Young people, y'all have value. My mother always told me and my brothers, never be followers. Always be leaders. Young people, you was not born to be a follower. You was born to stand out. Show up. Show out. Brother Carr for God. Keep riding for God. Keep believing in God. And Sister Carol is going to be all right. Many times I went to Carol for some advice. Yeah, yeah, she, she, she's a very classy, very knowledgeable person. Amen. My. I love my sister Carol. First lady, amen. My. Amen. Oh, Nothing wrong with that. But God. Many times I went to Brother Gay. Brother Gay, Brother Gay is just so cool. <laughs> just smooth. And Brother Twyman, if I wasn't here at the church, he'd be the best dressing person in the church. God bless you. <laughs> You got to have a little smile on the face. <laughs> brother Carr, brother Carr, I, I've never seen Brother Carr get mad. He has so much class and dignity. Always smiling. And I always like looking around and seeing my beautiful sisters. You are set to stand this for the youth. So go us, so go them. If we struggling, guess what they're going to do? Today was a wonderful day. If you agree, say amen. amen. Y'all give our kids some love.